Episode 44 of Pods in the Key for Springfield. Um, Tonight we're looking at season four, episode (laughs) something. Yep. Uh, I didn't write any of that down. So it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Which, uh, (laughs) And then for the purposes of this introduction, we'll call that season four, episode X. And then we will look at season four, episode X plus one, the front. Yes. So we have... A bad episode here. Yes. And then a very good episode. Yes. So that'll be fun. I feel like uh, you've got a little notebook. They're a different notebook. You were taking more notes than usual during this one, which is interesting because does that mean uh, anger just activates you in a way that joy doesn't? I mean, I know it does as your (laughs) friend. I I, I wrote, um, so I have, what's this? Is this an A5 notebook? Looks like about an A5. I think it's an A5. I have an A5 notebook and I filled uh, most of a page. It is double line spacing with the way I've written it. Yeah. But with a screed. Yeah. Perhaps. Some of which you've frantically crossed out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might actually be a good point. I think this would actually work if if we use my screed as a starting point. Okay. Even though I didn't write it until further on in the episode. Okay. Are you prepared to trust me on that? Are you sure. Would you like me to give you a little introduction or anything? You just want to leaf right into it. No, I think I'll just... So, this is in reference to... Now, when you said earlier tonight that we were going to watch the clip show, I said, oh, 138th episode Spectacular, and you reminded me, no, this is the other clip show. The clip show where they just ram in as many clips as they can with little to no segueing. Here are my thoughts as... Written in my notebook with the Okay, screen. sure thing, sure thing. I just don't understand the fucking value or point of this episode. But that's the 2018 everything available on demand me that's talking. This would have been great in the 90s. Maybe not great, but it would have been good. Well, maybe not good, but I wouldn't have wanted to gouge out my eyes and use my detached, bleeding, ocular, oblate spheroids to block my yawning ears. Okay. That's a lot. That's a big reaction. That's the most notes I've ever taken. <laughs> I... It's also the one and only note you took, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, actually, sorry, I took another note for this episode on the next page. Okay, okay. Turn the page. Um, this world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. Something Abe says oh, to Homer thank you. when mm, something that Abe says to Homer when he thinks Homer's dying. And I thought, is that a reference to Vincent Van Gogh? And then I looked it up, and sure enough, it is a lyric from Don McLean's "Starry Starry Night," a song that Don McLean wrote about Vincent Van Gogh. Okay, those are my two notes. Well, for if this you have episode. any theories about why they would have done that, I am all ears. Ironically, not like Van Gogh. That's funny. That is funny. I'm a funny man, and I've got comedy things to say. So my thoughts on... You're a funny man. On all of this. Okay, so just unpacking the clip show and the point of the clip show and what is going on here exactly. I thought it was going to be a show about paper clips, bulldog clips, glider clips, owl clips. There was not a single stationary item in there. Yeah. Uh, the only thing really stationary was the plot for long periods of time. Oh. <sighs> He's gone and done it. <laughs> He's fucking done it again. He, he is a funny man. 
Now, fucks, this is a fucks-mandated thing. This is not something the creators of The Simpsons wanted to do. This is a budgetary thing. Uh, when when they first did this, Fox actually wanted the, you know, the creators of The Simpsons, they wanted four of these fucking things per season. They wanted four clip shows per that, season. That has to be a relic of the fact that it was on TV where there were little to no reruns. Well, there was, uh, it wasn't so much that as the fact that the show had a very low budget, uh, considering how successful it was, and when you have... Uh, a clip show, they cost nothing to make because you're just using animation that already exists, by and large. And my thinking while watching this is, I think they purposefully made it shit Mm. so that... They wouldn't have to do any more. Yeah, because they do do more. Like in season six, there's one about love. And then there's the 128th episode spectacular. 38th. Okay, 138th. I reckon. And then... Years later, there's like a Forrest Gump parody one, and there's some other ones scattered around here and there, I think. But yeah, originally Fox wanted to do four of these a year, and they basically said, that fucking sucks, we don't want to do that. That is such a bad decision. Yeah, but it would have saved a lot of money, and that's why Fox wanted a bunch of clip shows. So they really, I'd say phoned it in, but really shit it out, I think is probably more accurate. (laughs) Um, it's one of those things where, yes, it would have saved money, but at what cost? The cost of people liking the show. Because I honestly think now, I mean, now it's very different because, like I say, I think when everything is on demand, clip mm. shows don't make sense. Yeah. I think one of the thing, one of the reasons behind, I mean, well, okay, maybe not one of the reasons behind a clip show, but the way that you could sell the clip show to the audience is, is hey, remember this thing that you saw once on a Friday nine months ago well now here's a tiny reminder of it yeah um which uh, which you couldn't do now but i also think further than that i think if you were doing a clip show now it would tank your entire series surely it is entirely cost-cutting measure although like this is gonna you know i don't know if you know this nick but i'm a bit of a nerd i pay attention to nerdy things i'm a big fucking nerd wow a fairly common thing in anime if an anime is very popular, quite often there'll be there'll be a clip show in the middle to save money sometimes. But what has also happened a few times is that an anime series will release a clip show movie. Would it be huh. like a feature length, just cramming the entire series into like ninety minutes? Well, I don't like that. Yeah, like uh, Evangelion did it back in ninety six, ninety seven, I think, with Death Rebirth, and then I know Death Note did it. I think they might have done that as two movies, even. That was a. Initial D did it. Initial D did it. Initial D with the. Uh, that was know. initial D dot 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 did it, as oh. opposed to initial D did it. Initial D. No, I was just. I was trying to think of. You know, the racing game. Yes. Streets are fire. That one. Yeah, the one with the guy who's driving the car and he's got the tofu in the back, so he has to slide around the corner so the tofu doesn't dip over. Is that the conceit of Initial D? Yeah, that's how he gets really good at driving through the mountains because he's got a bunch of tofu in the back and he doesn't want the tofu to get fucked. Should have been called Initial T. <laughs> Should it? Yeah. Because it was going for his first ever T, as in T being slang for dinner. Sure. The dinner happened to be tofu. Yes. He's going for his first ever one in his new house. He was in his new car. He's a lottery winner. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they- there were millions of dollars hidden under a big T? No, no, no. It's got nothing to do with the big letter T. It's slang for dinner because it's his tofu in the back of his car. 
his new car that he doesn't want to spill the tofu on. Okay. Because it's that tofu that's in the briny, briny style liquid. I wonder if his initials were T. If anyone has seen the TV series Initial D, which I have not right in his last Oh, wait, day. is it actually a series? I just thought it was a video game that I used to play at Intensity. No, it's like a manga, an anime, it's a whole thing. A manga Maybe. and an anime. I don't know if it's, I assume it's a manga. Most anime comes from manga, I think. And probably a hentai. <laughs> it seems unlikely. I don't know, have you heard of a little thing called Rule 34? Uh, please explain it to me, Nick. Um... I believe Rule 34 is best summed up as, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> C-U-M come? <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I already did. This is my Rule 34. Three. What is it? 138th Rule Spectacular. <laughs> Very good. Brought it back to the Simpsons. I had completely forgotten that in this episode... The coma is like a secondary thing that happens to Homer. The Homer coma? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that that Beatles song that caused Charles Manson to kill all those police officers? <laughs> Homer coma. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> when I get to the bottom of the bed while I'm still nearly dead. I like that you only had one lyric, so you yeah. just made the guitar noise. I got tumors on me cortex! <laughs> Fuck. So in this, like, uh, Homer is put into hospital because Bart shakes up a can of beer and it explodes and fucks him up. Put into home hospital? So he's in, he's in the hospital and his legs don't work. And then he goes to a vending machine and the vending machine falls on him. And then he's in a coma... And none of that makes any sense. Mm, none of it at all. This episode makes no logistical sense. They very clearly, purposefully did not really think it through. Mm. They didn't give a shit. They, uh, yeah. I'm having a hard time talking about this one because it's bad. Yeah, and something that I found really difficult is that we've talked about all of these episodes in the last 18 months. There's nothing... Yeah. Nothing new here. Uh, well, sorry. There, there is a very, very incidental amount of setup and segue. Mm. But some of the segues are just, and who could forget that you did this? And that really got on my nerves. Which really got me thinking. The clips that we're seeing are from episodes, by and large, we really liked. We enjoyed a great deal. Why are they not funny in this context? Do you have any thoughts on that? I had some thoughts, but do you have thoughts? I think it's because I am so utterly deflated by the framework mm. that it, I mean, to to take the funny moments and um, you know or take moments that I've enjoyed from previous episodes and put them into this thing that just feels like I mean mm. it doesn't feel like I'm being punched in the face. That's too violent a reaction. It feels like there is a mosquito in the room. No, it's not even that level of irritating. <laughs> Is just deflating. Like a tap that just won't stop dripping? Maybe. I tried to work <laughs> that into the raven and couldn't do it. Is it like... Slowly dripping, dripping on my chamber door. Sure. Is it like uh, falling under a bus, getting hit by a train, falling in love, which is kind of the same? <laughs> Thank you, Bachelor Girl. My thinking here is, these clips, outside of the context of the episodes they're in, are still inherently funny. Mm. Because when we see or think of those clips, we are still in our heads placing them within the context of where they came from. When they are completely recontextualized into 
this episode where their sole purpose is not to amuse but to eat up time. Yes. The only one that I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Because the context around it, they've made funny again, is when Bart says, and there's one itchy and scratchy episode I don't think we'll ever forget. Mm. And then after that, Marge says, why did you bring that up? It was an amazing episode. Yes. Of our lives. The only clip from which I sourced any enjoyment is the one where Homer, uh, the the slumberland. Yes. Where you buy all your mattresses. The the color the colored driving dream sequence where he yep. ends up catching a cloud that turns out to be a fence. Um, I enjoyed that only because I really enjoyed that segment. This episode must have been such a bummer when it first aired. Imagine your little Nicky boy just running around the house, you know, wearing your pajamas, all excited because there's a new episode of The Simpsons that's going to be screened. You've got your little pendant with the Simpsons written on it, waving it around the house. You're missing half your teeth because you're a little on, hang boy. On, hang on, hang on, hang yes. on. Yes. Pennant or pendant? Ah, uh, well, you've got your pendant, but you've also got a pendant that you had personally made. Right, because I, I, I don't think it's responsible for a small kid to be waving a pendant around. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've, I spoke to your parents at the time and told them I don't think... Wait, my parents or my penance? <laughs> I spoke to the nuns and said, "I think he should. <laughs> I think he should take penance for for what he's done and will do in the future." <laughs> you were running around, excited. You sat down in front of the TV. Can I just say I've never really understood the concept of praying to forgive sins because isn't the whole idea of the crucifixion that Jesus died for the sins of everyone you escalated that so severely didn't for me imagine you as a child are you saying you know have you ever thought there's no point to pray for your sins but my understanding of the Easter story isn't it meant to be a story that he's already picked up the tab He's put his card on the bar and said, charge it up with sins, boys. I've got this covered. Isn't the idea that we kept drinking well after the tap had been f- filled by... But, w- but, but when's the, when was the payoff point? <laughs> when he died on the cross? No, that's the point where the tab started. I, know, I probably like the Renaissance. He hasn't, <laughs> come, he, he hasn't come back to pick up his card yet. <laughs> Maybe he's not coming back. Maybe that's the problem. Possibly. Maybe the bartender's sort of, you know, looking around saying, you know, I don't think, I think you're going to have to pay for your drinks. No, because his dad's the bartender. (laughs) This metaphor works alarmingly well. Anyway, so what were you saying about my my penance, parents, penance, paying pendant penance? Just out of interest, how many seashells could I sell if I sold them by the shore? (laughs) What do you reckon? How many could you sell? What is a peck in weight measurements? What is a peck? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. What's a peck? It must be a measurement. Okay. Peck measurement. You know that that thing. Sure. Measurement. Gregory Um, Peck. In Great Britain, the peck may be used for either liquid or dry measure. Man, they love doing that. And it's equal to eight imperial quarts, two imperial gallons, or one-fourth of an imperial bushel, or uh, 554.84 cubic inches. The peck has been in use since the early 14th century, when it was used as a measure for flour. (laughs) Okay. What a bizarre fucking... What? So, liquid or dry measure, it's a volumetric measure... 
that's 9.092 litres. So, Peter mm. Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked approximately 9 litres <laughs> of pickled peppers. Here's my next question. If he's picking them, we presume they're on the bush. The pepper bush. Yes, true. How are they already pickled? Interesting. Right? I guess was the entire bush, uh, you know, picked out and then pickled? Is it a pickled bush? Is it a pickled bush? Yeah. Fascinating question. I don't think that's how we do it. Isn't that uh I mean, George Bush had a bit of a drinking problem, didn't he? Uh, H or W? Either or. Wait, isn't that HW? Who cares? Fuck them both. Senior or junior? I don't know. All right. Good. <laughs> good. Um, but, you know, just like uh, George W. Bush always said, Mm. Um, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Oh, okay. He fucked up that phrase really badly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I like it. My George Bush impression, not as good as my Strassman's teddy bear, I have to say. Was that your George Bush impression? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. That was my George Bush. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, I see it now. So, yeah. it's like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Okay. It's not very good. Okay. It's not very good. Yeah, like it turns into something else on that last line. But it does. I can't quite because, figure out who it is. Yeah, because it has to go... Uh, I think for the cadence of the quote, it has to get faster. Mm. And I have trouble doing the George W. Bush accent fast. That's what I'm like. Mm. Your pal's Peter trying Piper, to Piper, pick Piper, the Piper. pronunciation of the participle. No, I can't be fucked with that. Were you trying to be deeply alliterative? I might have been. Excellent. I've been trying to work pemmican into this for like the last 10 oh, minutes as well. Pemmican. <laughs> Peter, Peter Piper picked a pick of pick pemmican. <laughs> Very good. That's, that's, that, that's before he started reading My Pet Goat to those kids. He was just doing Peter Piper <laughs> tongue twisters. So Homer, Peter Piper picked a pick of my pet goat. <laughs> Homer ends up in a coma. He's got a homocoma. He's got a homocoma. And look, usually I would go into a whole death dream thing from this, but... It's just not there for me in this one. It's just... This episode's not even good to J-Pon, to, you know... No. Riff on, to have a bit of a laugh with. Why do you think Are you I've having been, a laugh, by the you, way? Why do you think I've been talking about tongue twisters for the past ten minutes? I've got, l- I've got less than usual on this episode. I even tried to, like, write a list of our best moments to stage our own little impromptu clip show, and I thought, no, I can't be fucked with that. I'm not sure that we have any good moments. <laughs> My well, notes here said I, David plus Goliath, remembering the first time we did that yes, David and Goliath thing. That's good. Remember when I wanted to find that comment, question mark. Which, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and there's one Twin Peaks I don't think I'll ever forget. Oh, Those okay. were the notes for that. Um, I think if I was going to do a clip show on us, I would need to go back through uh, our conversations with Elliot J. O'Neill of the Simpsons Index, uh, because... Have you noticed that we are on the verge of killing that man? <laughs> we often will get messages from him that say, hey, that bit in this most recent episode, yeah, I nearly crashed my car. Yes. Yeah, or like, hey guys, I laughed so hard that I'm now in hospital on a respirator. Yeah, we nearly made a guy shed himself the other day, didn't we? It wasn't Elliot, though, was it? No. It was someone else. No, it was another dude. Yeah, I, I, I just thought we should yeah. clarify. <laughs> I, don't want us to be, I don't want us to besmirch Elliot's britches yeah. by saying that we nearly made him shed himself. He's got a very strong constitution. Elliot, if we have made you shit yourself, though, you have to let us know. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> yeah, this episode, I don't know, like Homer in a coma, there should be some pathos. There should be 
There should be something to this. Is pathos an anti-coma medication? <laughs> no, it comes from the Greek word root meaning pathetic. I know things. <laughs> Here you go. Pathos, you got ethos, and you got logos, the three persuasive techniques. Ah, oh, um, yeah, so pathos, uh, persuading people by making them feel sad for you. Yeah. Ethos, persuading people by, or oh, relying on, is that to do with ethics and morals? Yeah. And, yep. uh, yeah, and then logos, a catchy little picture that sums up your business. <laughs> and, and that's you, how you persuade them. And then you go Kratos, where you go to war with someone. <laughs> Ah, yes. Yes. Very good. Kratos. Yeah, there was a... Uh, there's a reference to One Floor Over the Cuckoo's Nest in here, where Barney smothers Homer and kills him, and then throws a water fountain through a window and then leaps out, which made me happy, because that movie features... Do you know who's in that movie? Oh, um, Benevin Stanciano. Benevin Stanciano. No, uh, J- Jack Nicholson. Yes, but that's not who I'm thinking of, even though he was in The Shining. Oh, um, wait... Someone from The Shining that's in One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest? No, well, Jack Nicholson is in oh, both of them. I'm thinking okay. of someone else. John Lithgow. DeVito. DeVito's in One Flew Over the Cougar's DeVito. Nest. DeVito? Why yeah. isn't it called DeVito Flew Over the Cougar's Nest? <laughs> that's what I'd like to know. And DeVito, if you would like to come on, I feel like it's been a while since we've given you a shout-out. Uh, season 13 of It's Always Sony in Philadelphia just started. It's great fun. We would love to have you on here to talk about, you know, you can basically run it. You can do whatever you want. I enjoy the order of those first two phrases. If you'd like to come on, I feel like it's been a while since we've given you a shout out. Like he's sitting there going, I've only just discovered this show and they've really gone cold on me halfway through season three. I'd better not reach out to them. Maybe they, maybe I need, I just need, I just need one more sign. Yeah. He's just checking his phone every 15 minutes, hoping for a, I don't know, Google notification. How does that work? A Google alert. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Have I you got any Google alerts set up? No, because I have a very common name that everyone else also has. I have a Google alert set up for pods in the Kia Springfield. Can't say I've ever got a <laughs> notification for <laughs> it, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Because I think it might actually filter out, like... Us. Yeah. And our nonsense. Yeah. Like, I, I think it filters out, you know, if we put a new episode up on Podbean or whatever... It doesn't pick up that stuff. Mm. So I think it filters out official things. Filters which us out entirely. No one, yeah. But the problem is if you filter out you and me, there's no one left who's talking about Boss at the Keeps Breakfield. Yeah, there's like four people. Four. <laughs> and a huge number of people who have subscribed to us on Podbean who are not listening to the podcast. We have so many ghost followers. Yeah, literally hundreds. Yeah. And we don't understand who you are, what you're doing. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Makes us feel slightly better about our sad lives. Are we ready to go on to Season 4, Episode X Plus 1, The Front? Or have you got more to say about the clip show? All I had to say is, I, th- I feel like we're going to disagree on this. I enjoyed the sequence where it just shows Homer saying dough over and over again, because that feels like it at least must have been a pain to put together. Uh, yeah, because um, I think... I feel like, and I didn't look this that up, I feel like I remember hearing at one point that that's 37 does in a row. Yep. Um, and, and two of them are the same. They're at the window when he's got that microphone that you can sing through the radio with. Yes. Um, uh, I enjoy that you say that the only reason you enjoyed that scene is because you assume it made life difficult for someone. Yeah. Um, well, I I'm, feel like if I'm going to endure this episode, somebody else should have had a hard time with it as well. Yeah, I guess so. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It annoyed me. I didn't like it. Okay, well, the front. The front. Um, uh, this episode is very good. Yeah, this episode... This is wonderful. Yeah, so th- this is where, what, they... Uh, Bart and Lisa write an episode of uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Yep, an put, of MP and Chimpy. Of MP and Chimpy. They put Grandpa Simpson's name on it, yep. send it in, everything becomes very famous, and then they end up... Uh, they 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 live in a mansion and they own a car company and then they're the pals. Yeah, and then at the end, it turns out that uh, you know you cut forward to the future and it turns out that they are the creators of The Simpsons, uh, hit animated sitcom The Simpsons. And that's when we find out that um, the the um, the Homer's middle initial J is actually a reference to Grandpa Simpson's real name, Chester J. Lampwick. The creator of Itchy and Scratchy. Yes. And a lamp wick is, of course, the thing that you light in the lamp. And now you know the rest of the story. Not sure I'm on board with the last part of that riff. <laughs> um, first note here is plunger head. I really enjoy Homer walking out with a plunger on his head. Yeah. And it may uh, follow up question immediately, straight off the bat. A question without notice. Yes. Have you ever used a plunger? Okay, this is a weirdly timely question because I recently bought two plungers. <laughs> two? Yeah, like a week and a half ago. Were you going for a double plunge? This is weird because now that I own plungers, people keep asking me about plungers without realizing that I own several plungers. This is not the first time this has happened. I had an inkling, to be fair. <laughs> I had to say. But I've been having these sewage issues. <laughs> Have I told you about these sewage issues? Yeah, I keep telling you to see a doctor. Oh, wait, you mean with the, the plumbing in your house? My dick doesn't work. That's what I'm saying. Uh, is your dick part of your sewage when you're being euphemistic? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Okay. I think it's the faucet. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so I've had some real shit to deal with. And when I say real shit, I literally mean real shit. Yes. It's been very unpleasant. Mm. And the plumber was meant to call me back yesterday. I'm yet to hear back from them. So mm. if you're out there, this will have been several weeks ago. I really hope you've gotten in contact. I don't think this is the medium to get in touch with your personal plumber. <laughs> sure they're listening when i say personal plumber i don't mean like it's a personal trainer like you've got one plumber that you go to once a week personal plumber just sounds like a like 90s grunge band uh no i think personal plumber sounds more like an 80s elton john song yeah yeah you know when elton john got to that point where like every song is 19 minutes about three characters that have no story arc that you don't care about (laughs) Quite like Elton John, but he does get tedious for a while there. So he's just sitting there playing his, his piano, saying, Personal plumber, you have to come and fix my sink. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that'll do. Ah, <laughs> uh, when, um... Hold my hose back, personal plumber. <laughs> Very good. Gotta stop this stinky leaker. <laughs> Stinky Leakin. Yeah. It's the, uh, I believe, Limp Biscuit's fourth album. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Stinky Leakin! <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Uh, early in this episode, Barnley said. And then it turns out that, that album's actually a metaphor for Christianity somehow. Barnley oh, no, that was corn. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I thought one of the members of Limp uh, of Limp Biscuit re- revealed themselves to be deeply deeply. It's all right, Nick. We'll keep rolling, rolling, rolling for oh. the rest of this. 
Very good. Early on, uh, Bart and Lisa, thinking of changing their names when they grow up. Lisa wants to be Lois Sanborn. Bart wants to be Steve Bennett. I'm going into this without a good answer, but do you have a name that you would like to change to when you're an adult? Oh, like, uh, uh, hmm. Some sort of, you know, uh, pseudonym you'd like to adopt. Have I ever thought about using an alias? Yeah, have you ever thought of uh, watching the show Alias or adopting one? Uh, I haven't got a name that's locked and loaded and ready to go. Hmm. Because hmm. I sometimes have you got uh, yes. Yeah, I know. I sometimes feel like I should change my name because I work as a writer and I have the most common name in the fucking world. And there's a fucking rugby player who not only has my name but keeps getting in trouble. Yeah, but keeps getting fucked up on drug charges. I, I, I don't want to do the typical um, nerd thing of of just uh pushing your glasses up and saying yeah by my calculations <laughs> I don't want to talk do about anime movies <laughs> typical nerd thing of just um unilaterally slam- slamming all sportsmen what i will say is no one's going to think it's the rugby player that's doing the writing you're not going to get very confused there yeah but it also means that like if you google my name i don't come up until like page five <laughs> Oh, and I'm a relatively prominent game journalist. I'm on big websites. Well, maybe you should change your name to Benavid Santiano. Maybe I should. One word. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, what else is going to come up when you Google Benavid Santiano? Mm. Apart from, you know, the character from enormous popular animated sitcom The Simpsons. You mm. know, Matt Selman, the other day on Twitter... I think it's pronounced graining. <laughs> very good. He posted... A page from the script of The Treehouse of Horror Where the Apocalypse Happens. Sure. And it says Homer comes out of the bomb bunker and he walks past the newsstand where you see the the corpse of Benefin Stanciano. And I love that Benefin Stanciano was apparently in that episode as a corpse. Mm. As the bony bony corpse. Because I feel like we don't see that character very often, do we? Old mate Benefin Stanciano. I don't think we do. I don't feel like he's a frequently recurring guest. No. He doesn't get his own little spin-off episode in season 15 or anything. Sorry, I tried to use Google Translate to find Benefit Stagiano, but it kept picking up the words you were saying and (laughs) typing them despite me not having the microphone option selected for the input. So, yeah, I I didn't enjoy that moment. Uh, Because I I wonder... uh, Benefit Stagiano... Mm. (sighs) I could almost see that being Italian for like standing well. Ah, yes. And so, or probably not a bystander. Bene means good. I don't know what Stanciano means, but I feel like it could be standing. <laughs> um, standing good. Standing good? good Are standing. you in good standing in your good, community? A man of good standing. No, my community thinks I'm an idiot. Okay, that's probably fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> my community just won't look me in the eye. No, it's because you're very tall. Mm, extremely tall. Mm. I tower over them. Um, they cower in fear. Homer ate and the fancy... And someday they'll know what true fear is. Anyway, Homer ate the fancy soaps. He did. Um, I enjoy that bit. <laughs> this, whole, uh, this whole thing with Bud and Lisa writing an episode of, of uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Should we write our own episode of The Simpsons? And oh. Then... Um, possibly. Yeah, and then we'll, you know, we'll maybe we'll put it on the podcast, pitch it to Matt Groening. What, do it as like a radio play? Yeah, maybe. 
Um, sounds like even more work than the reply all episode, but yeah, we could do that. <laughs> all right, well, I'll get on with that. Uh, fuck. That last episode sapped so much energy out of me. Yeah, I know. That as much as I love this one, I feel like... If I like, if I did a little cocaine, maybe I'd be able to. I've never done cocaine before, but I feel like this is the time, really. To I mean, the strongest thing I, thing I can offer you is I have a chemical here called Fray Stopper, and it's designed to stop the ends of yarn strands from fraying. I'd like to address the fact that they spelled stopper with an A instead of an ER. S T O P P A, because it's hip. Yeah, Frey Stopper, uh, 2002 R&B Star of the Year, I believe. <laughs> Frey Stopper. How many people you fray like this? <laughs> Not many, if any, with my solvent. Why have they done that? Is there some sort of copyright issue? Was there another another solvent called Frey Stopper with an ER? I anticipate the answer to that question is yes. Okay. I do not know the answer. Okay, well, if the people behind either Frey Stopper with an ER or Frey Stopper with an A would like to write in and let us know... Our email address is podsinthekeyofspringfield at gmail.com. We would love to know... We'd love to know more about phrase-stopping, I guess. Why do you say things like that? We don't want to know more about phrase-stopping, let alone love to know more about phrase-stopping. I don't know. I know very little about phrase-stopping. Maybe you know a lot about phrase-stopping since you own this little thing of phrase-stopper. I know a little bit. I know, I know enough to know I had to go buy the bottle. It's distressing to me that... Marge and Homer graduated high school in 1974. Mm. Something about that makes me feel very old. Is it because you graduated high school in 2006? 2005. 2005? Yeah, and I don't know, like, you know how The Simpsons... Have you ever noticed that The Simpsons doesn't age? What? Yeah, well, I don't know, something about when we, when we flash forward at the end of the year 2024, yep. and these characters are elderly, yep. it reminds me of the fact that when I was young, I remember turning age and thinking, I'm Lisa's age now, and yep. I turned 10, I thought, I'm Bart's age now, yep. and then I've sort of been in the wilderness since then, and soon I'll be Marge's age, and I'll be Homer's age, mm. and then time will just keep going until I'm old as fuck, mm. while these characters, who will still be on fucking TV, will be the same age. Mm. Really made me think about my mortality. Yeah, yeah, I remember there was a, a little while, it's no longer the case now, mm. but there was a, probably for five or six years after finishing high school, where you would look back at your, uh, like, look back at previous yearbooks, Yeah, at year 12 students that I was now older than, and they would still seem older than me because I remember them being older than me because I was in year 10 when they were in year 12. Hmm. And I'd look back at them and be like, well, that's weird. I know I'm two years older than uh, Harry McFinty. Oh, uh, McFinty. <laughs> McFinty. But, uh, you know, he's, he, had that, he had that mysterious McFinty look about him. You'll amount to nothing, McFinty. I'll show you. I'll show you all. Died at 23. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They couldn't even pay for a grave. He amounted to nothing. Oh, what a cruel joke. Poor McFinty. You know the problem for McFinty? McFuckty, they called him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know the problem for McFinty? What? They ran out of blood at the hospital, Dave. <laughs> they had no blood for Harry McFinty. Because he was waiting for you to read a note on a podcast that would not exist. 
for a solid 15 years. <laughs> he was ahead of his time as a nickhead. <laughs> I will say that right now. <laughs> Why does everyone keep calling me that? <laughs> I don't get the reference. Uh, McFinty. Um, so Elvis sums up the... Uh, Elvis sums up what everyone thinks about uh, Pos and the Keith Springfield. <laughs> uh, this show ain't no good. No good. And then they shoot their iPod Classic. One thing that I found interesting, actually, is the episodes of Itchy and Scratchy, Barge and Lisa Wright. Is it just me, or are they genuinely a bit funnier than the usual Itchy and Scratchy? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, you know, Scratchy gets his head covered in ants, they eat him, Elvis shoots him in the head. Yeah. It's, That's pretty good. It's nicely incongruous. Solid comedy. Solid comedy. And then later on, when he gets his uh, skin ripped off by an escalator, which is a constant fear of mine, and then goes into the first store, and then he, he gets beaten by the people. Yeah. With the things. Yep. Yeah. It's good television. Goes into the first store because he wants some delicious Vietnamese soup. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Do you go to your high school graduate uh, reunions? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what year is it? Two thousand and eight. So I missed. I I didn't go to the ten year one. Yeah, which would have been twenty fourteen for me, um, because I didn't want to. <laughs> um, and will I go to the? What's the? Is it? Is the next one fifteen or twenty? I don't know. I'm not sure either. I don't want to go to either of them. You know, when I was just out of high school, like six months out, I remember uh, like talking to other people I'd gone to school with and we were all saying, oh, it'd be really great to have like a little mini reunion or like a full-blown reunion even, you know, within like a year. That'd be really cool. By the time the five-year re- reunion came about, my attitude transitioned to, why the fuck? Why the ever-loving fuck would I go to that? And then 10-year reunion I actually nearly went to. And then decided I couldn't be bothered going to. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, although a lot of people from high school have been contacting me recently asking if I want to catch up. People I have not seen in over a decade. Sure. That's an odd thing. Interesting. Yeah. They're looking for their own little mini reunions. Little mini reunion. Little do they know that you hate the entire concept. <laughs> not only of school, but of unionism generally. <laughs> Are you saying I'm anti-union? <laughs> That was the joke. Um, it is not true. Um, this show ain't no good. Next page. Oh, um, the bit where... Can I talk about uh, Bart and Lisa getting the tour of the animation studio? Yes. I'm jumping too far ahead there, probably. That's all right. We can jump around a little bit. Uh, jump around. Jump around. Uh, a little bit of House of Pain there for anyone playing along at home. Um, or uh, for any of our f- French listeners... Chateau du Pain, <laughs> um, which actually means house we actually of, do have some French listeners. Which actually means house of bread. So just we désolé. Um, Omelette du fromage. Got it. Uh, Allez-vous fromage? I said omelette du fromage. Oh, omelette du fromage. Yeah. Sure. Texas laboratory <laughs> reference there. Parlez-vous fromage? <laughs> do you speak French? Uh, uh, no. Do you speak cheese? Fuck! I fucked up my own stupid joke. Parlez-vous fromage is something I'm definitely going to say next time I hear someone with a French accent. I just walk, sidle up to them and just like very confidently say, uh, Bonsoir, parlez-vous fromage? Parlez-vous français? And then they'll, they'll give you that look. <laughs> the look that says, Is this racist? <laughs> um, no, not that look. Just you know, the look we're both very used to receiving from people. Oh, yeah. The, look, yeah. the, the one of utter disdain. Yeah. The, the one that's like, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know about this interaction. Shouldn't have been McFinty. <laughs> Should have been you amounting to nothing dead at 23. Jesus. Um, so the bit where they are looking through the animation studio at mm. Itchy and Scratchy International. Yeah. And uh, we th- they walk past the same old lady mopping the floor. Yeah. The mysterious, the mysterious lengthy, lady. repeating hallway. Yeah. And then, like something out of House of Leaves. Now... Something I think is an interesting coincidence there is mm. that they say it must be expensive, and then the itchy and scratchy guy, um, uh, uh, lemon Meyer biscuit. Yeah, lemon um, biscuits. Uh, Meyer. I know you have some lemon crisps in the uh, cupboard, by the way. Yeah, do you want a lemon crisp? Very much so. Yeah, you can go. You can go on. Okay. Well, um, uh, but he um, he says, well, well, actually. Uh, to save costs, we reuse the same background over and over again. Mm. Now, I think that's a really interesting thing for him to say in the context of them walking past the same old lady mopping the floor several times because it's a pretty interesting coincidence that he is talking about repetition at mm. the same time that the time-space continuum has collapsed in on itself and they are walking past the same bit of the hallway multiple times. Yeah, I mean, my feeling is that... Have they stumbled into some sort of Monroe Buck situation? Is this a Colossus thing? There's definitely something amiss here. Oh, as it so, the purpose of the Monroe Box was to um, change the perception of the child as they were growing up with the electrified floor mm. and the icy cold showers. Yeah, could that also then include like a Truman Show style general pranking? Is that what you're saying? Or is it possible that this is the point... Harry Truman, former president. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Is this... Or oh, Harry Truman, the character from uh, Twin Peaks. Is this the point... Named after the president? Probably. Oh. Just Sheriff Truman. My pet goat. Is this the point where the two omelets have merged? Is this the merge point is within Itchy and Scratchy? By the two omelets, do you mean omelette de fromage and <laughs> omelette de Simpson? <laughs> You know I do. <laughs> Tremendous. Because <laughs> you have this whole theory that, I don't know, like the world's an omelette, it's all flipping and jipping and it's all stuck together. And and you know, Barney makes his with three types of cheese. Yes. So it's an omelette du tray fromage. Yes. But my question oh, is... I'm sorry, yes, your question. <laughs> um, have the two omelettes met and what we're actually getting is two separate hallways that have become a continuum. Oh, that's interesting. Have I told my theory on the word continuum? No. Um, uh, <laughs> why do you have a theory on the word continuum? Just ready to go. It annoys Actually, me. I know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's just who you are. It, it annoys me that uh, continuum and vacuum both end in U, 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 in U, U, M, but have different things. It should either be vacuum or continuum. We need it's some weird kind you of have con- actually said this to me like two days ago. Yeah, I know. We need some kind of consistency there. <laughs> Some kind of consistency. It's all I ask for. Okay. Well, uh, you know, uh, wish in one hand, shit in the other. See which gets filled first. Thoughts and prayers, James. Thoughts and prayers. I like jumping back a bit. Uh, you to... like jumping back a bit. Yes. Well, let me tell I... you, you're going to love one eighth of the steps required to do the time warp. Jump around. Jump around. Oh, back at the Chateau du Pan. A Macarena. Um, when we see the, the grad, the, I keep calling it a graduation. It's a reunion. Reunion. We see Homer and Marge dancing the hustle in an exact recreation of, uh, when they first met and they took a study break to do the hustle. Oh. And that's nice. That's a little bit of consistency. That is nice. Yeah. What a nice and, little thing. Oh, that reminds me that when they first started courting, Marge was teaching him French. Yeah. 
and perhaps they ate omelette de fromage. It's a possibility. <laughs> it's a moro. <laughs> Ew. Exactly. I also, I really like that Homer finds the terrible class clown just a little too funny. Yes. Just finds him a little funnier than he should. Mm. Light touch, just thwacking it right into the hole. I find that um, that scene with the class clown at the reunion, I find that very distressing. And I have to say that it's maybe one of the reasons I have eschewed attendances at Mm. both of the reunions that have been and gone. Because... At school, I was kind of known as the funny guy in my year level. Yeah, me too. Or at least one of the top three or four funny guys in my year level. We both were asked to host the assemblies for our final year. The final year assemblies. Which is the role they give to the funny guy. Yeah, being asked to host that. Uh, What do you mean? I'm I'm funny. Being asked to host that final uh, assembly thing. Pretty good sign you consider one of the funny guys. Mm. Fuck, I'm stressed at the idea that I'm going to go back and be like that knockoff carrot top and just be trying to do the same jokes from 20 years ago and none of them work and everyone's looking at me going, time to move on, mate. You're no longer funny. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening to this, a comedy podcast. <laughs> God, I remember like people saying to me, oh, we look forward to seeing you on Rove Live or you're going to be the next late night guy. And now I'd just be wondering, I'd say, please listen to my podcast. We desperately need more listeners. Mm. Please, for the love of God. Mm. And then I'd, uh, I'd walk up to, you know, the the women who wouldn't date me in high school like, Hey, hey, remember me? Well, now I've got a podcast and you, you're married with your children and I'm desperately alone and sad and uh, I've got this perilous work situation. But, uh, no, you're right. I get it. I see. I see what the problem was. You were right not to date me. I'm just going to go and drink in the corner and then I'd get very drunk. You know, that sounds like a good night, actually. Should I go to my reunion? Whatever the next one is. I think that not only should you go to your reunion, whatever the next one is, to use the full phrase, Mm. um, and you should just spend the whole night going up to people, grabbing their drink out of their hand, and just pouring some out, and then looking in their eyes and saying, that's for McFinty. (laughs) (laughs) We should record an episode at the next reunion. (laughs) Oh, Fuck no. No. I couldn't think of anything more shameful than letting all those people know that I'm still friends with you. Oh, Jesus. That's brutal. You swung hard there. That was clearly a joke. Hit me right in the deck. I didn't mean to swing that low. I'm sorry. Ah, swing low, sweet chariot. Now, when Grandpa Simpson... (laughs) Is Is that what you call your little doodle? That's one of the things I call it. When Grandpa Simpson, Grandpapa Abraham, gets taken on as a writer for the Impy and Chimpy show, he walks in and he says, I want my check. And what's his face? Uh, Johnny Sterling says, "Ah, you're right, all right. Now, I'd like to talk about all the fucking unpaid invoices I'm currently waiting on. Look, if you're one of my editors out there and you currently owe me some money, please give me that money. Yeah. I want the money. Yeah, do it. Uh, where's the money? Yeah. The, when you took up these jobs, were there set payment terms for how long it has to be after the invoice? No, nah, being a freelancer's shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, you sign a lot of bad contracts, or you don't sign any contract at all. Yeah. My recommendation, get a regular job. You should start charging them interest. Hmm. I should, but they just won't pay it. Yeah. Well, then you file a claim in court. Yeah. Well. And then you'll never write for anyone again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
If somebody could pay me $800 a week to tell a cat and a mouse what to do, I'd be pretty happy. Oh, is that what Abe was getting? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I can, I can get more more. Especially I mean, $800 a week is not that much money in current terms, especially yeah. with the Australian dollar in mean, yeah. this economy, but you know. Mm. But uh, if you, I mean, I don't, I don't know, is that going to be marked up for inflation? Because I mean, it's almost 30 years of inflation. Well, uh, if we look at it in Simpsons time where this was happening both 25 years ago and yesterday, you know. All my troubles seem so far away. Yes. Now it looks as though here to stay. Yeah. There's a line late in the episode where... Are you Grant- talking about your coke habit again? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a line late in the episode where Grandpa chose to admit to all his all his fraud, all his malevolence, and uh, uh, Jimmy Sterlington, whatever the guy's name is... But Roger Meyer. Yeah, yeah. He says, sorry, I didn't catch any of that, and now i got to go. Yeah. And I really good. like that because yeah. I feel like that's a very Schwarzweldery line. Yes. Because I assume Schwarzwelder wrote this way. It feels very Schwarzweldery. Uh, I prefer to say Schwarzwelderian. Yes, sure. And yes, I agree. That just uh, immediate undercutting dismissal. Wonderful. It is good. Good stuff. Uh, this is good. It's a good episode. Brooke Shields pops up. She's good. Brooke Shields. Yeah. yeah. There's a little shrunken version of Mo in a crowd. Yeah, in, in a one crowd shot. scene. That was yeah. a bit weird. He's a little Mo Mo man. Yeah, I was I was calling him Mo Mo man because he looks like a similar statue to Mo man, but the face of Mo. Yeah, Mo Mo man. This is one of those episodes I feel like doesn't stick in my memory at all when I'm not watching it. <laughs> Mo Mo man, Mikta Mech of Mickled Meppers. Did he now? Apparently. Huh. Mm, interesting. Well, that must have been a good afternoon for him. Sure. Yeah. Mick to Mick of him. Yeah. And then it, this episode, which is pretty good, it ends with the adventures of Nedward Flanders. Oh, I like this segment quite a lot. Yeah. And we were trying to unpack why exactly. I don't know. It's just a, it's a completely arbitrary, throwaway, mm. uh, innocuous, ineffectual segment. Yeah. And yet... It's lovely, and I want more. How do you feel about how do you feel about roosters? Um, as in as in the male chicken. Yeah. Well, what I've never understood: you've got the rooster, you've got the chicken, and you've got the hen. Yeah. Etc. Yeah. What's that from? I had a pony. Huh, I'm not familiar with that show. Oh, we should have done the pony remark <laughs> in the episode that's going up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but several weeks ago, for our listeners. Uh, how do you feel about ganders? Uh, geese like them. Yes, that's true. As in, I don't know if you know this about geese, but they are nosy little little fuckers. And they just love having a gander. They just love looking through windows, looking around doors. They just love having a gander. I, I don't believe that geese are perfects. You don't believe no, that No, I geese, would. You would, I yes. would totally buy into the idea of a perverted goose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially because all that happened was... Sometime back in the evolutionary history of geese, they saw a honk if you're horny bumper sticker, <laughs> and they've been making that noise ever since. Yeah, Wah. they slightly misinterpreted the sign, and Wah. now honking makes them horny. That's... Okay, I didn't realise we were going down a kind of, uh, what, like a Pavlovian response <laughs> to, to being horny and honking, when now the act of honking makes them... Well, that's... That's, you've, you've really, I mean, were these geese in a Monroe box? <laughs> it's a possibility. I'll tell you who's to blame for all of this. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Shit. 
Ryan Gosling, if you're out there, if you would like to come on, we can talk about the movie Blue Valentine. Ryan Baby Goose, if you're out there. Baby Goose, do, 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 do. we'd love to have you on. <laughs> now, we were saying this Adventures of Ned Flanders, which is like uh, wholesome and weird and funny, which I, my understanding is they did this because the episode was running short and they just needed yeah. fucking something in there. But not only is this at the end, but they open with the circus... Um, yeah, couch gag, which is a known time filler. Yeah, they've had a time filler at the beginning and end of this episode. Yeah, mm. it's uh, it's really something they just didn't have. Well, the the other thing we haven't really talked about is this whole plotline about Homer needing to get his uh, his high school diploma. Oh yeah, yeah, and there's maybe what like two, three scenes of that. Possibly, yeah. There's like two scenes of him in a classroom. One is a joke about a guy's dead wife, and the other is a donut being burnt, and donut then there's the burnt. true or false thing. Yep. Yeah, that really, that's a very inconsequential. Funny, inconsequential. Inconsequential. Surely they could have, you know, made more of that. It was fine. I was, I was happy for it to be there, but, you know. But I guess they're saving all of those jokes for Homer Goes to College, in which Homer goes to college. Oh. Yeah, so... What we would really like is to see some other characters getting their own little mini-adventures, like uh, Make Way for Mo. Oh, uh, yeah. Make Way for Mo, Mole Man. Yep. Watch out. Here comes uh, Mr. Smithers. Yes, that, okay. Yep. Uh, the the wacky adventures of the Bumblebee Men. The Sea Captain's uh, fishy adventures. Um, you know, it'd be nice. Yep. Yeah. Hang on. You're Hang Googling on. something? I might be. Okay. Um, so you could have... Uh, let me think of a good character to do this. Oh, yeah, cool. So you could have I Love Burnsy. Yeah. The Burnsy Show. Here's Burnsy. Um, <laughs> and apparently those are the only three TV shows that Little Ball had. That's annoying. I thought there were more than this. She produced a lot of shows. But yeah, I'm not interested in the shows that she produced. <laughs> Aren't you? Um, hang on. Fucking let me go to the fucking... What about Desi Arnaz? TVs. Yeah, I've always been saying, what about Desi Arnaz? Um, radio and television. This is a selected list. I don't want the radio things. Oh, God, I can't be bothered. That joke did not pay off with the ease I was hoping it would. All right, I've got nothing left to say about this. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be crashing hard. Yeah, I, I am. All right, well... Uh... You know, this has been a fairly minor episode of Buzz in the Key of Springfield because going into this one, we looked at the fact that this was a clip show and we said, nobody's going to fucking download this one. No. So, <laughs> so, so guess what, Sam and Diana? We put in no effort into this one. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, you tried. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you can find us on the social networks. Uh, or you, you could just watch the movie The Social Network. There you go. Written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by David Fincher, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Fantastic little role from Rooney Mara in there. Andrew Garfield, probably the best performance he's given. And if the you want The Winklevoss wanna... Twins, played by uh, Arnie Hammer, who, of course, is very into bondage pornography. And if you want uh, to hear our thoughts on the movie as a review, listen to our movie review and TV review show, What You Sorkin About. <laughs> Yeah, we're arguing to my theory that the West Wing, not that good. Oh, interesting. Fuck, that's a bit of a spicy hot take to drop right at the end of an episode. But it's out there now. Uh, Woozle Wuzzle. Um, oh, God, I haven't even thought of an, of, a, 
I feel like it's been a while since I've tagged out with the line from the show. You just say why I laugh. Uh, why I laugh? Why do any of us laugh, really, though? Oh, God. Okay, you we're going to. set me up for that far too fucking hard. No, that's all right. We'll have a philosophical little uh, treatise on that. Treatise? Treaties? Treatise. Discussion. Discussion. Bye. Bacon Deluxe, you've got a hangover. What more do any of us need? Uh, see, a zinger, a zinger is my go-to choice. Yeah, I mean, it's better. It's KFC mm. is a better restaurant, I think. A restaurant. Restaurant. What about what about if we want to be proper fancy? We won't pronounce the last T. Restaurant. KFC is a, is a better restaurant. I'd say it is a better restaurant, and if the colonel is out there, we'd love to have him on. He can talk about... Uh, how many of the herbs and spices do they openly talk about? Have they, they've announced all of them, haven't they? Do they have secret <clears throat> herbs and spices, or are they openly openly discussed? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me that look. I, I'm, I'm not sure whether to interpret it as the joke I had lined up isn't going to work, or what am I going to do with this fucking idiot? <laughs> uh, I think full disclosure on that look is... Um, I... I like doing jokes where the joke is, wouldn't it be funny if I didn't understand this? I don't like being dragged into someone else's, wouldn't it be funny if I don't, didn't understand this? I was legitimately asking a question. I am not sure whether they're secret herbs and spices or whether they are known entities. Oh, God. Are you, so, so, the fact that... All of their branding is centered around 11 secret herbs and spices. That's literally the phrase that people associate with that particular chain more than any other. You're claiming ignorance over that phrase. Legitimately, now that you've said that, I'm like, oh yeah, that is the phrase they use. I was just thinking, they've got 11 herbs and spices. Oh God. (laughs) That's honestly the phrase, that wasn't me palling around or, you know, having a chuckle. It was me, honestly, sincerely, not remembering whether they were secret or not. Okay. Even though I feel like people have people have basically figured it out, people haven't have they? Figured it out. It's yeah. salt, pepper, and there's some other salts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's some oregano in there. There's some thyme. Yep. Hey, yeah. oregano, oregano italiano. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs>